Hello, my name is Elias Jabour from Houston MD Anderson, and I presented uh, at the GDU meeting uh, the role of monoclonal antibodies and bispecific engager in ALL. This was a debate, uh, and then the pH-like and pH-positive ALL. Let me start with the first one. A lot of uh, advances are being made in ALL, uh, and mainly the monoclonals and ADC and bispecific. Uh, in a front line, we have rituximab, uh, already improving survival in Burkitt disease and eventually survival in uh, pre-BARL. In a relapse setting, they started the outcome used to be very poor with a survival of four to six months. Uh, two drugs were explored and approved uh, by the FDA. The first one is anitidomaposagamycin, which is an ATC, uh, conjugated to calichamycin, uh, targeting CD22 epitope. Uh, this drug is given on a weekly basis and there was a randomized trial called Innovate trial comparing anitidomab to standard of care chemotherapy, higher response rate, higher MRD negativity, and better survival, with a two-year survival rate of 20%. Uh, Bolinatumumab is bispecific engager, uh, activating T cells to attack uh, the B cells through the CD19 epitope. The drug has shown activity in phase two, and then in a randomized trial, including survival, response rate, and MRD negativity in patients with refractory ALL. Uh, this led to the approval of these two drugs in ALL, relapse refractory setting, pH negative and pH positive as well. Furthermore, blenatumumab has shown activity in patients with minimal disease, what we call MRD. This patient or MRD positive have a very poor survival of 12 months. When you give them blenatumumab, you improve their outcome. When you compare to historical control, it's a major advance where the survival is 36 months overall and responding 40 months and a four-year survival among responders, about 50%. These have changed the way we treat ALL. Now, in the relapse setting, we're exploring these drugs in combination with low-dose chemotherapy. At MD Anderson, we use low-dose chemotherapy and anitizumab, followed by abolinatumumab. For these patients, or relapse refractory, we were able to have a response rate of almost 90%, MRD negativity of 80%, and overall survival for all comers being 14 months. Uh, if you look at a patient in salvage one, uh, the median uh, survival is around 24, 20, 24 months, uh, and the median being uh, the median being 24 months, and the two-year survival being 50%, which is significantly better compared to either drug alone, anitizumab or blenatumab. So the combination, sequential combination, of lower dose anitizumab with chemotherapy followed by blena allowed to deepen the minimal the, the MRD response, allowed to deliver lower dose of the drug sequentially to avoid cytokine syndrome and improve the outcome. And in patients who are savage one, they have 50% chance of having long-term cure. Now, that being said, how these are compared to uh, CAR T cells. CAR T cells are a great innovation, but the CAR T cell approval is only for patients who uh, fail to prior regimen up to age of 25. Uh, and on in uh, only among evaluable patients where the good responses in the 60% range with the Kimraya trial, Eliana trial, and, it, and the survival at two years 60% only among evaluable patients. In adult patients, in contrast, the outcome is not as great. Uh, for patients with a high tumor burden, the median survival of 12 months, and that comes at the price of toxicities. Of course, Nova CAR T cells will further improve the outcome, but this is what we have today. I think uh, salivary therapy is great, with the combination, and I think it's better than CAR T cells. And the role of this drug, Blina and I know, is in the front line. 
and we have a trial in a frontline setting in older population where historically survival is four to six months. When you give mini hyper CVD in Oblina for older patients, we have a response rate of 95%, MRD negativity of 80%, and the three year survival of 54%, which is significantly better than historical. So in conclusion, I think the monoclonals ADC and bispecific are really uh, you know, reach a great success in ALL in a reflective setting, they're active. You combine them together, you have a better responses and a better outcome and better treatment value. We're exploring uh, new combinations and new formulations such as sub-cubalanatimumab and combination with AL with the PD-1, PD-L1 inhibitor to further synergize and improve the outcome. So this is regarding the first one. My second presentation was about pH-like and pH-like ALL. So what is pH-like? pH-like are patients with B-cell ALL, where the genetic expression is similar to a pH positive without having uh, the translocation 922. Uh, these patients ha do have a poor outcome with a, a poor survival of 20% at the long run. Uh, it's not one disease, spectrum of rearrangement of certain kinase uh, protein being fused. Uh, the way we diagnose them, we check for a BCR able. If it's positive, we stop there. If it's negative, then we check for coronary receptor like factor two. 50% are positive by flow or by fish, and then half of them will have jector mutations. The other rearrangement can be ABL1, two E4 receptors. So it's, it's a new entity, uh, but uh, what's interesting to know, it's around the 30% of the BCR are fed if you like. And they don't respond well to treatment. So they, they remain MRD positive. So in a practice, if you cannot check for Philadelphia, like at least you must assess for MRD because they are MRD positive. Historical chemotherapy, they did not do so well. Today in our practice, because they remain MRD positive, we're exploring the use of a bulina upfront uh, to really negate the impact of Philadelphia, like. And we have a study ongoing where we did hyper CVAD and bulina map in almost 40 patients, high response rate, and a survival at three years of 86%. We hope this will uh, mature in a nice way and really be able to negate the impact of Philadelphia-like. In pH positive, historically the outcome used to be very poor, and transplant is the only way to cure this disease. Then we had TKIs, imatinib, and then dazatinib, and then ponatinib. At the beginning, we had 40% survival, and now with ponatinib, we have a survival of 80% at five years, so which is great. Standard of care used to be transplant because when you give them dazatinib or imatinib, patients do progress and do acquire TC59 mutation, then transplant eventually will help. How we can make progress? We can make progress if we can suppress the emergence of C59 mutation and if we can deepen the molecular response, what we call CMR. And this is where ponatinib fits well. We had a study with hypercebat and ponatinib. Uh, we have universal responses, the CMR rate being 86% and a survival overall 75% at five years. Now, when we look at a patient who did not get transplant, survival is 84, 85%. Here we have a new paradigm where transplant is not needed anymore for pH positive if we use a regimen with the ponatinib base. And the question is, do we need intensive chemotherapy? Can we use less intensive chemotherapy? And can we use a novel approaches uh, Blimitive map has shown activity in uh, pH positive. Therefore, it makes sense to combine Blimitive and TKI and get rid of the chemotherapy. 
Uh, there's two studies ongoing. Oh, there's one from Italy where they used the Zatia and Blenatumab, where the Zatia is given for three months followed by Blenatumab for at least two cycles. Uh, responses are great. CMR rate is around 20% or micro response being 60%. The follow-up is still short. The survival is at 94% within follow-up of 12 months. But the caveat for this study is that T15I are still emerging and patient may need a transplant. So at MD Anderson, we're using Blenatumumab and Ponatinib. We have 20 patients enrolled so far. In the front line, we have 13 patients, 80% having CMR rate. So this is a novel concept here. So in pH positive, not anymore a bad disease, can be highly curable and even without chemotherapy and we're eager to see what Blenaponatinib option will lead. Uh, thank you very much.